Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the ParkScope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe. Uh, you can find me at Parkscope Joe on Twitter. Uh, joining me tonight, we have Nick from Parkscope. Nick, say hey. Hey, it's uh, at Mr. X underscore 381 on Twitter. Very nice. Uh, next up, we have Mike. Mike? Uh, it's Michael. Um, Captain Michael 87. Cap Michael 87 on Twitter. There we go. And I have a sore throat. And you have a sore throat. Have you gargled salt water yet? You try that. I'm drinking tea. Tea, that works too. That's what happens when you're drunk at a tailgate, standing outside <laughs> in the rain for four hours. Oh, exactly. That's what happens when you drink pumpkin. Anyway, and, and, that lo- <laughs> and that other lovely voice was Sean. Sean, say hey. How's it going, guys? Awesome. Sean, S-C-A-N, the right way to spell Sean, underscore, Huckle, H-U-C-K-E-L, on Twitter. <laughs> Get yeah, we started. have two Sean's at work. One's spelled correctly and one's not spelled correctly. So I like bugging people about that too. Anyway, um, this is oh, our second. Shout out to at Epcot Explorer. Yes. Of course, always. Much- always. <laughs> shout out. Very very apocryphal right there. Um, <laughs> yes, apocryphal. Very apocryphal. So uh, do we have a great show scheduled for you guys? Hopefully a little bit shorter than it was uh, last time, our epic one hour, one and a half hour uh Lord of the Rings style show. Um, <laughs> extended edition. Extended, extended edition. Well, actually, the extended edition will come out later when we actually include the whole entire episode. That was like a two hours long we recorded, including us missing the whole entire uh, uh, Skype drop that we had. That was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Anyway, um, first up, our first topic we're going to talk about tonight is the Universal Decade. We're going to be continuing this discussion. Uh, we touched about this a little bit last time. Talking about Islands of Adventure, talking about uh, what we think is going to happen to, um, uh, uh, what's the Lost island Continent. again? Yeah, Lost Continent. <laughs> wow, why did I just forget that? That was, it's like my worst dream to just completely pa- forget. That's all right. Most guests forget about it too. Yeah, most guests exactly. forget about it. It's, it's just a conduit to Wizarding World, anyway. So. Yeah, it's it's the path path to Potter. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's exactly. yeah, it's the place on the way to Potter that you see the giant statues with the fire and the people yelling at you to play carnival games. That's pretty much all it is. Not for long. And of course, well, and the fountain spits <laughs> Yes, the fountain and everything, but not for long. But anyway, uh, we'll start off. Um, one of the first rumors that we've had that popped up recently, uh, thanks to Hate the Fly, was a reemergence of Kong that could possibly be brought into the dis- the uh, disaster attraction. Um, what do you guys think on that? Uh, any opinions, thoughts, et cetera, et cetera? Well, I'm on record as being a big uh, disaster fan. Yes, yeah, same with me. The, uh, mm-hmm. A very strong studio attraction and um, probably one of the last of its kind. Um, yeah. But if it does bring Kong and uh, some some enhancements to the ride system, and I think it'd be good for the park. It'd be good to have a, a classic... Um, character back in the fold. Yeah, it's really with the last studio attraction that they offer. Besides the, uh, do they still offer the uh, the horror makeup show? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I keep yeah, forgetting. That, that's a little different. I, I find that's more of a, a comedy show. It, it has a little bit of a, a studio thing to it, but as far as a pure studio attraction goes, I think Disaster is the one, and I think it's probably the yeah. best they've ever made. Yeah, uh, I think it's I, I think you see some of the classic Universal attractions, but. On, on this coast, you know, since we don't have a backlot tour or a real studio, I think Disaster is probably the best that yeah, I've yeah, experienced. I'd say outside of, of Hollywood, 
it's the best studio attraction ever. Do I go that far? Whereas in yeah. like the whole, I don't the know whole I, fake movie movie filming theme, I think it's the it's the most entertaining, and it and it oh, making yeah. up the fictional movie in the fictional studio kind of helps it rather than like Indiana Jones Sun Spectacular. Like, hey, we're filming this Indiana Jones movie, and it's really stupid. Yeah, I think it. I, I really like it. I think it's funny, which is really important. It hams it up, which is also another really important factor when it comes to this kind of attraction. Um, yeah, it does. It doesn't take itself seriously, and then when it throws in the twist with like the rock and all that at the end, it really kind of adds to it. And yeah, it, and Christopher Walken. I mean, come on, who doesn't love Walken? So Walken. Yeah, totally. I, I for the best studio attraction, I still think the mega backlot tour attraction from uh mgm studios back in the day before they split it up and it, yeah, it, was, it was still pretty good yeah i mean that was when it still had you know the whole backstage tour you know you get on yeah. you board mm-hmm. you board where animation is now and then you have the break at studio catering and then you mm-hmm. have to go through the line and do all that stuff and they actually had f- filming going mm-hmm. on there that was really cool but still still I, remember wanting to be picked for that stupid bumblebee and never being picked who didn't I mean, <laughs> I vaguely remember that. I, I remember being terrified of it because well, I was like a kid and it was just this giant insect. For me, it was always the ant because like halfway through the show, the ant would just start like going, rah, rah, whatever the ant does. Mm. Like, you know, like in the bit in the corner and, you know, the, the, the cast member was like, and, you know, all our special effects, the ant go like, rah, you know, anyway. Mm. <laughs> but um, I completely agree. I think Kong would be an interesting addition and, and to bring back to it. Um, there's rumors that the uh, uh, the uh, the ride system for disaster is not working as well as it is, as it used to, or is falling apart somewhat. Um, that they may would they be bringing in? Do you think they would rehab the current ride system, or do you think they bring in something completely different, like trackless or an overhead thing again? Or what do you guys think? I think it, I think it basically would be the same, just maybe updated. I don't know because um, it sounds like it's going to be similar to 360 from hollywood probably not the same video but so it's just going to be you think it would be just video yeah yeah unfortunately i don't want it to be but i think it's going to end up just being video do you think it could be possibly on the tr- like on the tunnel back is uh, is boring no, most of the time could that be part of like could that be video to a live action segment and then come back from that in a video just as a thought I don't see why not. Yeah. I just I don't see them go in the gigantic animatronic route. Hmm. Could do you they think had it? they had the chance to do it with Transformers and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And and not not that the the entire ride was gonna be giant Transformers, but they had plans for two or three animatronics mm-hmm. and they decided not to because they're money pits. Do you think it could possibly be something like Potter or uh either version of it or spider-man even where there's live action there's special effects combined with some sort of 3d built in uh to screens throughout the area so it's still live action to a certain extent but there's you know uh there would be screens that you could see kong from or the dinosaur i would hope so i well first of all i really hope they don't do this skull island dinosaur thing mm-hmm. if they're gonna bring it if they're gonna bring it here it doesn't make sense to be in San Fran or even if they extend New York down that way or something and have dinosaur, the have like the action take place on skull Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I, it, in my dreams, they have like, you know, 3d, 
3D screens in the back and real stuff up front that Kong's knocking over or throwing at you or something like that. But I feel like there's just we don't know enough about it to really say what what we're gonna see. Right. But oh. if you're out there listening and you're going to Universal anytime soon, please ride Disaster, give it a shot, and also go see Horror Makeup Show. It's really good. Yes. Yes. Definitely yes. see Horror Makeup. It's the best show at Studio Park. Period. I, I believe Makeup Show is. Really? It's. It's the only good show that Universal, well, live action show that yeah. Universal has. <laughs> not even Transformers. Yeah. Not, a not a show. It's not a show. <laughs> well, I consider I mean, it a show. I mean, there's live actors in it. That's why I consider it a show. You're talking about Terminator, not Terminator. Transformers. Not Terminator. Transformers. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> the other T show. Um, yeah. Terminator. They're, sorry, my bad. They're two vastly different. The Terminator is completely different than horror. It's like two different genres completely. One's com- comedic. One's, you know, trying to kill you with robots. Yeah. And Terminator, they're not really acting. They're just kind of up there. Well, I mean, I guess Kimberly Duncan is is uh, acting, but they're just kind of up there going through the motions. Not yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Kind of yeah. like kind of like uh, Chris from uh, Rock and Roller Coaster back when that was still around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, a little bit more than that, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah you kind of get the idea. Yeah. Um, sorry, what are you guys thinking? I was just gonna say, hard makeup. They're actually talking and they're they're performing. They're not just you know. And if you get a good one, they can sell it and makes the whole show like ten times better than what it is too. Oh so, yeah, Mike Caiello's wife does a really good job in it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Although I guess I should shouldn't say it's the only good show. Animal Actors is surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, go see that too, people. Support your old studio attractions. This is how you spend more than a day at Universal. You go see the little things you don't think about. Yeah, everybody always yells at people for saying Animal Kingdom's only a half-day park when they don't (laughs) see the shows. And then conveniently forget to say go see the shows when they're talking about Universal. Exactly. Except for Fear Factor. Don't feel like you gotta go see Fear Factor. Oh, no, no. No, don't see Fear Factor. (laughs) Fear is not necessarily a factor for you. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, that's, uh, one of the rumors coming up is Kong, uh, coming back to Universal Studios Florida, which I think would be really cool. Um, next, another is a rumor that is kind of a fake rumor, kind of a fake out, we believe. Um, the whole entire concept of Willy Wonka coming to, uh, Lost Continent. Uh, what do you guys think about this? All right, well, it's come recently up on Twitter, Hate to Fly, saying that they're trying to plug up some leaks again, Universal is, and, uh, we all know how great they are at that. <laughs> yes. So he said there may look out for some leaks coming out of some concepts that are just put out there to see who's leaking things mm-hmm. that may not necessarily be real or to kind of gauge reaction from the fan community. And uh, Willie Walker seems to be one of those fake plant rumors. Yeah, he actually hinted at someone that it was a that fake a plant one. Plant. Yeah, who yeah. who doesn't have headphones in? Me. Ah, uh, so we're hearing uh, our voices back. Okay, I'll be back. This is part of the unprofessional part of yeah, our name. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Joe, edit this out. Yes, I'll. I will be editing this out. Um, no, yeah, uh, definitely. Hate to fly. Uh, hinted at that. This is a probably a plant to uh, plug up rumors. Um, and leaks. I remember that, uh, I want to say like a decade ago, over a decade ago, Apple did the same thing. They had a breakout box mm-hmm. 
for GarageBand that they uh, they were somewhat developing that they leaked, um, that they kind of were uh, somewhat liberal with uh, the security around. And then when it leaked to various sites, they started tracking it down and seeing who leaked the information. Uh, there was a lawsuit about it. It's like Apple versus Apple Insider or something like that. So it's it's a well known uh, process to actually vet fake um, projects or put people on fake projects just to see where those leaks are coming from. So it's totally understandable. Yeah, and th- like I I don't think it's a terrible idea overall. I think it'd be an interesting property to get, and it would be I mean it's it's very old school for what universe, Universal's mo, mm-hmm. but it, I mean I I think it it never made sense to me when the rumor came out. Just because they would literally have to level everything in Lost Continent and completely build it up. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing staying if you're if you're building Willy Wonka what in makes, that area. What makes sense with Alan's Adventure, though, it is literary, and right. nearly everything right. in mm-hmm. Alan's Adventure is based on literature. Um, so that makes sense. But on the same end, I just you look at the property and it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It's right, and it's. It's a dead franchise. I mean, the last yeah. one that came out wasn't – it was good, but it wasn't an outstanding hit by any stretch of the imagination. And then, I mean, what are they going to do? Reboot it again? Right. Or unless they do the Gene Wilder version. Yeah. That would be awesome. Just, uh, if they were going cool. to do it, I would really hope they would have yeah. done the Wilder version because the Johnny Depp version sucked. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But and it's uh, Tim Burton, like we talked about last week. Tim Burton friggin' sucks. Yeah, Mike, are you back? <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, hear you. Yes. Great. Okay, um, I'm just making sure it didn't affect things. Yeah, before um, I, I think if if they were going the route of a, a classic franchise or a, a literary property, I think they'd be aiming more towards Oz because they have yeah, Wicked. Mm-hmm. They have Wicked. Whereas with with Chocolate Factory, they really have no tie to it, as far as I know. Right, but that doesn't stop them. You know, because everything else is pretty much non-universal properties, but I, I just yeah, that seems to- way out there <laughs> to go to uh, to uh, Wonka. That just it's way out there. Yeah. yeah and uh, before the show, we were talking, and it just seems unlikely they would put something so close, um, based on a candy franchise, close to Hogsmeade and Honeydukes. Yeah, um, that was something you actually brought yeah. up that I never considered. That I think is actually a really good point. Is that you really don't want to start building things that necessarily compete directly with other things like i mean they compete for people and you know attraction wise but necessarily you know two candy kind of uh because they'd be right next to each other yeah there's and only so much there, you could do with different candies isn't that the whole reason why energon's not at usf anyway it's because of the whole not competing with too many of the same type of things apparently, apparently um hasbro and 21st century fox just don't get along i, I, don't, I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on with that but there's been a lot of going back and forth as far as announcing the attractions between Simpsons and Transformers, and even the park maps have been delayed apparently because of this. So they're not playing nicely, um, Interesting. for whatever reason. Hmm. Huh. And then apparently Groaning is still giving them notes on this on Springfield. That's pretty awesome. Hey, good for him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Good for us. Yeah, I agree. Needs more. Yeah, let's map get Futurama jokes. in there next. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah, ta- talking about dead franchises. Um, <laughs> uh, we all love Futurama, but let's be honest here, guys. It's not coming back, and nor is Firefly. Sorry. It's uh, it's it's more alive than MIB is. That's true. Well, yeah, but you know, at least MIB is built. 
Yeah, but I mean, you could take MIB away from a franchise and still be just an outstanding ride. No, I know. Well, maybe. I mean, who's to say Will Smith's done anyway? They'll probably do another one. I'm sure they will. They'll do an after Earth based, you know, attraction. MIB Jerry Ertel. (laughs) Jerry Ertel. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm talking about dead franchises that are not going to come back and, you know, Harry Potter? Dead as doornail. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Harry Potter, first of all. And second of all, um, pretty much everything in Toon Lagoon. Uh, (laughs) No, everything in Toon Lagoon. The water ride is so great. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's. Uh, God, Toon Lagoon. Uh, I don't know how much I believe the rumor that Jim Hill was spreading that they would just buy up all these cheap little franchises and add them like on a weekly basis and try to figure out a sense. way to. That's one of the things he said that actually makes a lot of sense. When you look yeah. at when you look at it, it's pretty obvious that there's no central kind of <laughs> theme or any sort of logic applied to the land, <laughs> so I can understand it, but. Man, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Toon Lagoon? It just it hurts just thinking of <laughs> how yeah. easily they could have had Looney Tunes and yep. how cheap they could have gotten it. But yeah. MCA and Universal back then, just like Blackstone after them, were just so cheap, it's criminal. And, uh, Could you imagine so- if that was a Looney Tunes land right now? Oh, oh good lord. Jeez. Be awesome. <laughs> and, then, and Six Flags wouldn't have it because Six Flags has completely ruined that. Their, their chance for Looney Tunes. Same with uh, DC Comics, too. I well, don't... Well, I don't... Apparently, it's like broken. Well, that they don't have anything true. to do with Florida, right? So, no I mean, one knows what the contract... No one can find yeah. that contract, so no one knows what the deal is there, but yeah. I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> it's probably it's probably based on uh, wherever Six Flags located. If it's located in that country, they probably can't. They can't, you know, be a part of another theme park. That's my guess. Don't quote me on that. Um, you just have to wonder yeah. if Islands of Adventure has Looney Tunes on opening day, and they do it right, and then marketing's not terrible. I mean, just think. I don't know. Things could you know, you, said you could play this what if game all you want, but it's just all these decisions they made back then that led to how terrible things got. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, you go, Nick. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't understand why they had Hanna-Barbera because they had the Hanna-Barbera attraction over there. So why didn't you just pull those characters over into Toon Lagoon and put the Flintstones and the Jetsons? Because even that's more relevant than Baby Boop and Beetle Bailey. Yeah. I, I think the issue with Hanna-Barbera was that also that was in uh, the Paramount Parks. Kings Dominion, Kings Island. Yeah, that's true. They had, uh, they had, um, they had uh, Hanna-Barbera. They also had Nickelodeon for a while, too. Yeah. So, and also, Mall of America had Nickelodeon. Also, they still do. They still do. Yeah, there you go. They still do. So <laughs> it, it, I feel like Hanna Barbera and Nickelodeon; those um, franchises were not as locked up. They probably had a looser contract compared to uh, the Looney Tunes and the DC Comics ones. Uh, my guess. Don't quote me on that, because again, we haven't seen the contract, so we can't say anything about that. But yeah, Toon Lagoon. I it has its. It has its moments. the The audio in the in the land is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the what is it, King's Alley or whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really cool how they, they the sides of the street talk to each other as you walk down the street. But um, and Popeye is the best ride of its kind. Yeah, um, I really like Grizzly River and um, DCA, but. Popeye blows it out of the water. It's so much more fun. Actually, I think I like Grizzly more, but I do agree Popeye's probably number is second for me. 
and Dudley is the ugliest piece of crap in the world. It but... should have burnt down when it had the chance. <laughs> but hey, guys, won the I was ticket, there, right? <laughs> yeah. But at least it, it's it, – I mean it's fun, but oh my god. It just, it it just, just does not fit in the park it's in. It's got so many just dead spaces in it. You're like riding and then it's nothing. And, then and it's not only that it's dead space. It's like industrial park dead space inside exactly. the ride. It's just so ugly. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the – let's not we, – we haven't even touched on the uh, derelict theater – and oh, good lord! Yeah, random space and random ugly carnival games over on the other side. That's it's just that area, that whole entire land just seems so incredibly wasted. Well, at least the uh, the regular Toon Lagoon part, you're like, okay, at least this is a theme land where there's mm-hmm. good rides. But that 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 arena is just so depressing. That that one section of the park really just. It, it takes away a lot of Island to Adventure because it's just this big, ugly, dead space with ugly carnival games. I still don't know why they haven't done a show in that this year. I feel like that have been a, this would have been a great year to add something. And it, I, a show is relatively easy to add. There's got to be something going on. Like I, it, yeah. It's been three years since there's been anything in it. At least. You know what, what, it was the skateboarding thing last, right? <laughs> and yeah, that was only during the summer. Yeah. What was the first show that was in there? I keep asking this, but I keep forgetting. I, I don't know what it was called, but it was a Toon Lagoon show. It had yeah. like the, the foam it had heads. Like, yeah. Okay. Had like Rocky and Bullwinkle and stuff like that. In yeah. It. I think we talked about it, Sean, but you know, when we were walking between um, Marvel and into Toon Lagoon, that one last time we were down there about how that would just be, even if they would just pull Scooby-Doo and put that in there since they have Scooby-Doo rights for, on some level, if they could shore up the rights for a ride or something, how that would even tie yeah. that in better. But Oh, a Scooby-Doo Haunted Mansion. Oh. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had one of those in, um, in uh, also again, Kings Island and Kings uh, Dominion had a uh, Scooby-Doo dark ride, uh, interactive dark <sighs> ride. Yeah, he had that, shooter. but um, they yeah. that, they actually uh, lost that as part of the when uh, Paramount sold out to a uh, Kings uh, Cedar Fair. Cedar Fair got rid of the Nickelodeon and the Hanna Barbera and all that licensing, and uh, it went back to the stupid, you know, everyone loves Snoopy kind of style uh. thing. So they kind of made it <laughs> generic. Um, but yeah, no, I it, the concept works. the The attraction was amazing. Um, so I can totally see them doing a dark ride of some sort. It makes sense, and I and I I'd think I love that for Kid Zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. be, be, well, I would actually oh, yeah. say more for Islands of Adventure because Islands of Adventure, more than anything else, I think needs an indoor ride that everyone can ride. Well, yeah, but I think they have bigger plans for Toon Lagoon than keeping yes. tunes yeah. there. No, that's understandable. Yes. Very understandable. Okay, well, next up, uh, something that's dear and near to Sean's heart after uh, some of his exhaustive research. Uh, his unprecedented exhaustive research, aka looking at two different pictures. His exhausted <laughs> and unprecedented research, groundbreaking, dare we say? About um, as much research as I did in college. Yes, sure. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. you talked about it for like four hours, man. <laughs> yeah, because no one would talk to me about it, and all I wanted to do was talk about it. Everybody yeah. always talks about the stupid Asian and Persian hotels at Disney, but no one will talk about Universal hotels with me. Okay, then talk. Well, we're here. <laughs> We're here for you, Sean. Talk about Universal Hotels. Well, I guess, I mean, should we talk about land acquisitions before we talk about that? Sure, go for it. Because I think 
we have to talk about that before we can talk about resorts. Um, okay. Like we said on the last show, they Universal wants to add or have up to ten thousand to fifteen thousand rooms on or on property that they own. Um, the existing property clearly cannot support anywhere near that number. We're going to have 4,200 after Cabana Bay opens next year. And then there's only one open spot between Cabana Bay and Royal Pacific that they can build on. Um, and that was earmarked for an 800 person hotel, um, six years ago in 2007, the last time they did a, um, universal city master plan revision. Um, and the area where Cabana Bay is now was actually earmarked for a 1800s uh, room resort, which is what what's going there. It was going to be smaller. It was going to be a um, tower resort, taking only like kind of the top quarter of the the area that Cabana Bay is taken up now. And that was the Silver Screens Resort. If if you guys are listening along, you can open up the last um, article I put up on Parkscope, and you can see some concept art for stuff like that. Um, so if the other plot has 800 rooms, that brings the uh, existing land room total to 5,000. So they need room for at least 5,000 more. Um, I know we kind of touched on it last time. We said probably the major boulevard plot to the east is uh, the best choice for land acquisition because they can kind of corner themselves off from the real, real world there, whereas things like um, I drive would be ugliness outside the window. And then people, uh, commented on the, the post saying that there's the Lockheed land and another plot of land, which uh, I think it was like, it's a mall right now that is apparently struggling. I don't know. Um, I don't know where the Lockheed land is. Do any of you guys know where it is? It's South of wet and wild South. Uh, and well, I'm not using really, um, true directions here, but, you know, below, below and to the right. So like Southeast, but not okay. really Southeast, more like Northeast. From what wild? Way, way, what? way down at, uh, Universal Boulevard. It's kind of like across the lake from wet wild, isn't it? Well, that would be, no, no it's like, oh, I'm making that yeah, up. At the lake is South. Uh, shout out to Brandon Glover and his compass directions. Um, <laughs> south, well, I guess you'd be going east on Universal Boulevard, way down Universal okay. Boulevard, like to, away from Universal. Right, uh, so it's like way down there. Dogs, way down, yeah. Uh, really, okay. Major Boulevard is perfect. Major, Major Boulevard's perfect. If they can swing that, I mean, that's the perfect. And just get rid of the wet and wild land that they bought, because Major Boulevard's the best place to to make a complete yeah. resort. Right. The only problem with Major Boulevard is you lose so much of it when the city does that I-4 redo, or the state, or I don't know who's doing okay. that. You lose, like, I think they, they're they going to lose, like, a quarter of that land to, I, like, an I-4 exit redo. That's a shame. Like, the bottom, like, you know how Major really Boulevard that? bisects, like, the two, there's, mm-hmm. like, the big plot to the north, and mm-hmm. then there's a smaller plot to the south. I think they lose that whole small area to the south. So, like, over there with the TGI Fridays and stuff is? Right. But, like, everything above Major Boulevard and to the east of Major Boulevard would be open, from what I understand. 
So they'd still be able to fit a lot there. Like yeah, a couple a of hotels. No, definitely not a third park. And de- I, I don't think a water park either. If they're, if they're looking to add 5,000 hotel rooms, it's they're not going to fit, you know, three mm-hmm. hotels and a water park there. They can fit three hotels, but I don't think they can get a water park. Yeah, so what are those uh, hotel, the resort concepts, I guess, we should probably get into? Well, the one, my, my pride and joy, that I want, that's, it's really all I want from them when they build a resort <laughs> is to build this Royal Egyptian. It's The Royal Egyptian Resort was the one of the first, it was actually the first planned hotels for Universal City, Florida, which is what the resort was originally going to be called before they were dumb and named it Universal Escape. Um, oh, God. Just who? I want to find out whoever named that and smack him. Smack him really hard. Um, <laughs> the logo and cool, it was going to... Huh? The logo was awesome, but the name was the, <laughs> the dumbest logo. thing I've ever heard. Yep. Um, and then it was actually originally supposed to be put where Royal Pacific is right now. Um, and then if you go on the, that last post that I was talking about before there, I have links to park rumors and park rumors has these awesome concept arts of old university city, universal city, Florida plans. And there was like a, um, they almost had their own seven seas lagoon in between the Royal Egyptian. Then that was like a lagoon with a, apparently it was going to be, I don't know if it was going to be like a pleasure Island, but there was supposed to be a recreation Island in the middle of the lagoon. And then on the other side was where Royal Pacific is now, or where Royal Pacific was going to be. Hmm. Yeah, it's like crazy. I don't know what I, I I would love to get more information about all that kind of stuff. But eventually they ditched the Royal Egyptian and put the Royal Pacific there. But then I was looking again on Park Rumors, and there's a updated version of the Royal Egyptian layout. And then I noticed on the updated 2007 master plan that I was talking about a few minutes ago, the same Royal Egyptian concept layout is in between Royal Pacific and um, where Cabana Bay is, but where the Silver Screens Resort was supposed to go. So up until 2007, they were still planning on building it. And the, the concept is it's supposed to like celebrate ancient Egypt, it's, it was originally going to be based off of like the mummy movie stuff, but I don't think they do that anymore. No, mm-hmm. probably not. <clears throat> probably a little classier than, uh, than the Luxor ha- uh, and how that's kind of taken in uh, Las Vegas, I yeah. imagine. Well, the art looked really cool. It looked like really playing mm-hmm. off the sun vibe and water and like it had a um, big Egyptian ship and like a lagoon towards it and it was it's connected to the... Um, the waterway, like to like um, Royal Pacific, Hard Rock, and Portofino are. Yeah. Have a water taxi. Yeah. Talking about uh, water taxis, uh, on another future concept that we're talking about is additional transportation methods, uh, additional parking garages, and uh, possibly a monorail. Uh, this has been thrown around, which I think is kind of weird. Uh, what do you guys think? I think it's amazing. <laughs> it's like the ultimate, the, the ultimate troll job. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they can keep it running efficiently. <laughs> An up-to-date monorail. And I, I just think the idea of a monorail 
going over I four is just like the ultimate middle finger to Walt Disney World. I don't know. I just I think it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, it all depends on what they buy land wise and what they build. Um, I the only you know, the only way I see a monorail coming in is if there's a satellite third park. Um, I don't see it happening for resorts and only resorts, but I mean, I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think monorails are awesome and everything. I just would rather see the money spent on attractions if it's required. Like if, if everything is as compact and as close together it is right now, I think there's other methods that we could use, you know, water taxis, we could use, uh, a light rail stuff like that more than a monorail but mm-hmm. definitely if there's a, a a remote third uh park or if they keep the wet and wild land or whatever a monorail can totally make sense and it's and it's high capacity too so why not even what even wet wild i don't think would need it it's it's pretty close to res- mm-hmm. the resort as is and like major boulevard's literally right across the street yeah you can you can bust people back and forth there pretty mm-hmm. easily nope Totally makes sense. Um, there's also a few concepts floating around right now for uh, for updating. Well, it's not necessarily updating the uh, Wet and Wild Complex, but it's uh, various ideas that Universal Creative has placed um, for patents uh, re- re- pertaining to various effects that could be used in a water park. So people have uh, obviously started putting two and two together to find uh, that their recent acquisition of the land around the land, pretty much of Wet and Wild. Uh, could result in an upgrade of the park. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Rip, tear, kill. <laughs> yeah, that, just that start place over. is Flash so burn. ghetto. Just knock it down mm-hmm. and build. Either build somewhere else or build on the land across the street. It is just so ghetto. Yeah, I've never been, even, so I can't say. I wouldn't even build there. I just tear it down and move somewhere else because I've never been either, Matt Joe. But I've. I've driven I've passed by it. By That's it. all it looks I need. Pretty bad. So, yeah. so burn, tear it to the ground, and then salt the land. Yes, exactly. <laughs> burn yes. and salt the bones. <laughs> oh, that's positive. Only the most positive talk here. It's so ugly and it's so ghetto. And the, the even if it, even if it looked okay, from from what I understand, the clientele is very. It's it's local. It's value focused. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's lowest Giant common denominator. Eight. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, it makes sense. It, it because you know you have the Disney water parks, you have those that are, and you have the sea and Aquatica World, and Aquatica, and, yes, Dis- yeah. and Discovery Cove that are both beautiful as long as, as well as mm-hmm. the Disney parks that are beautiful, and then you have this concrete, yeah, ugly load of crap on International Drive. Hey, watch it! I don't want to edit this anymore. I say crap. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we can keep crap in then. Fine. Well, I mean, like, Wet and Wild is like your local water park, whereas yeah. Aquatica and stuff like that is a destination water park. Yeah. And that's what needs to be fixed. Make it a destination. Yeah. No? And then there's the, the Wondersea Island is the trademark that they trademarked a couple years ago for <clears throat> water park use that's still active. And I yes. think they re-upped, they re-upped the trademark recently. I think it was maybe like five or six months ago that it came out. Really? They re-upped. Yeah, so the, it's it's still there. I don't know. I always thought it was an interesting name because it, it doesn't lead to you thinking it's going to be property based. I mean, that could be wrong. They could just be calling it that, but huh? Okay, then. Um, 
any other final thoughts? Thoughts and quotes, uh, uh, quotes on, uh, on uh, the uh, Universal Decade? Guys? I don't have anything else other than more crazy blue sky, blue sky ideas, but we can cover that at a different time. Okay, yeah, yeah another episode, <laughs> another concept, another idea. I, I guess kind of relates to this. They've already started the hiring process for Diagon Alley. I guess I kind of missed this. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, on, I uh, missed uh, that. Amusement Pinks mentioned it, letter. but it's in the latest UO team letter. And uh, they have a pretty cool little picture of like, the brick wall opening. It says, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley. <laughs> um, I just try to send y'all a picture to this conversation. I don't know if that works, though. Not really. But, I, um, I got something no. and it beeped at me, but I didn't know how to open it. In my typical I clicked yeah. on okay. it. It didn't do anything. Yeah, oh, there it is. Happened here. I will. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, the file transfer is in process. Anyway, yeah, yeah. This is going to be the most riveting podcast. Us figuring out technical issues. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, on to our uh, next and last topic for today because we don't want to have a uh, another hour and a half long episode. Um, we're now in the Halloween season, so uh, burst out your pumpkin beers and your pumpkin spice lattes. Um, we're in Halloween season now. Uh. We've already had the opening of Halloween Horror Nights in Universal Studios Orlando and also in uh, Hollywood. There is no hey, Universal hey, hey, hey. Studios Orlando. Florida, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Universal Orlando Resort, Universal Studios Florida. I keep getting those confused. My bad. My apologies. <laughs> That's why they just need to change the name, name. of the resort to Universal City Florida. Yeah, no, totally. Then we would never, then we would never get confused. I'll never be I'll never be confused again. It's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So yes, Universal Studios Florida and Universal Studios Hollywood had uh, their Hollywood Horror Nights opening. Um, you guys want to talk about that some? I'm not really a Horror Nights guy, and I understand that you want to kind of talk to me about my sins and my opinions. And what You're I'm wrong. Really wrong. Your opinions are wrong, and you should feel bad. Of course. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't really. I, I guess we could talk about the event more next weekend after I've been there. Because I think I'm the only one going this year, right? Yeah, That's I'll be down there, but I won't actually. Unless, keep I, unless I get some kind of miracle flight price. Okay. So yeah, I guess we could. I could. We can talk about the event next week, and I can kind of give a review. But this week, I, Joe, I just don't get why you don't want to do this. Me? It, it blows my yes. mind, man. I really don't get it either. I just, I'm not a horror guy. I've never really been. It's never been my kind of thing, I guess. I've never found it interesting. I've never found it kind of maybe what I look for in an amusement park or something I pay money to do. I've never really done horror movies. I've never done those kinds of things. Um, See, I'm a... I'm a fringe horror fan. I don't really love horror movies. I enjoy I enjoy them when they're good, when they're well made movies, and not just there to throw blood and guts at me. Yes, but as a theme park fan, Halloween Horror Nights is amazing. It's a complete yeah. transformation of a theme park into this completely different world than what it was designed to be, and that's amazing. And then no one, you know, I hear all these people, oh, Knotts is great. Oh, Bush Gardens does a good job. No, no one does it like Universal. Universal has more production value in their houses than anybody else does. They have more production value in their streets other than last year, but last year was an outlier. <laughs> They're, it's amazing what they do. It's 
and I've seen these the pictures of the American Werewolf in London puppets. They look Amazing. so real. They look real. They look awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, that's – go ahead, Nick. I mean, I'm like you, Joe. I've, I've never really been a horror fan. I don't care for it. It's not my genre. It's not my cup of tea. It's not my thing. But if it wasn't for Jennifer, I would be I would be going to Horror Nights because it just intrigues me, especially – and I know Sean's going to hate me for this, but especially for like Walking Dead because I am a Walking Dead fan boy. I love the show. But um, you know, just seeing those environments and things that they're bringing to life, even in the pictures. I'm looking forward to just going down there walking during the daytime and see the different things that they have set up and all that because it's just – it it beckons me. <laughs> <laughs> it calls your name. You're it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I completely understand that concept. Uh, the idea that's kind of seeing the transformation, seeing a uh, a theme space being repurposed for something completely different and completely, basically a 180 of what it normally is. I mean, theme parks are normally supposed to be a place where it's a park. You're supposed to relax. You can relax, have a good time. Um, you 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 can let down uh, your uh, your guard a your little heart. bit. I mean, it, it's stuff like that. So obviously, the idea of Halloween Horror Nights. I think that's kind. Is that is that part of the appeal? I guess maybe. Yes, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it, it's and it, honestly, you know, there's people who the the Halloween Horror Night fanboys who complain that oh, it's not scary anymore and all this kind of stuff, but. For me, the scares are secondary. It's it's just a big Halloween party, and it's really cool. Okay, you're gonna get jump scares. You're gonna get, you're gonna jump. You're gonna you're gonna scream. You're gonna yell. But for the most part, you're there, and it's fun. Everybody's there having fun. Everybody's there for the same reason. You know, aside okay. from the the obnoxious drunks that you run into, it's um, or it's, some it's of the, awesome. Or some of the do ne'er do wellers that are that tend to show up every once in a while, but they're They've been pretty good at mitigating that recently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you have, you have Bill and Ted's, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Which I would love to see. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's it, my... It, sorry. Bill and Ted's, it's my favorite part. And I think it really it sums up what it what makes the whole event attractive. I'm not a horror fan either, really. Um, but it's a temporary event. You get eight new e-tickets, basically. It's a total transformation of the park. It's very adult atmosphere. You know, it's almost like if you made Escape from Tomorrow a theme park. Like that's how it is, kind of sort of. It's, you know, it's it it just turns the whole thing around its head, but it's still the same idea of a theme park, bringing you to a different place with very quality environments that really immerse you. And like Sean said, the scares are secondary. And to me, it's the closest I can ever feel to being back at Pleasure Island. That's kind of what Disney had. It, Whereas it was a theme park quality area, but it was grown up. And that, that's what Halloween Horror Nights is. And it's, it's really fun. And Bill and Ted really sums that all up. And that's about as close as you're going to get to an adventurous club or a comedy warehouse show. Where yeah. you're getting pop culture references in, a, in a, a show setting. And, you know, there's jokes aimed towards you that only theme park fans will get. And it, it's a very special thing. And you can see how it kept Universal alive all those years because it's a very fun thing to do, and it's different, and it gives people a reason to make a special trip just for that. No, I mean it makes. And uh, you definitely need to try it out, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, look, I, I get scared easy. 
you know, it takes a lot for me to watch a horror film. And it took a lot for me to walk through those houses. But <laughs> just to see the sets in Gothic. And the sets oh, Gothic in was amazing. Dead End. And even the thing they put up last minute, House of Horrors, it was incredible. Um, so it's definitely something everybody should do. Yeah, I guess my issue just comes you know, down to just I have anxiety. Unless you... Unless you're going to pass out, you got to go. I mean, because it's something <laughs> to see and do. Because there's nothing like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can understand that from that perspective. Of my issue is just simply <laughs> I have such anxiety when it comes to seeing this. Like, the idea of Pleasure Island is appealing because it is fun, it is a certain atmosphere, and I don't feel threatened, and I feel like I can let my down, my guard down, especially when consuming adult beverages and stuff like that. Um, that's why it's kind of interesting to me, uh, Pleasure Island. Um, and that's also kind of why maybe I'm kind of not interested in Halloween Horror Nights is because I do see things like Bill and Ted's and I see that they're doing the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show and mm-hmm. seeing all these events that can be Halloween-specific that don't involve, you know, the scent of rotting corpses in the streets and, you know, all these jump scares and stuff like that that don't appear appeal to me. So that's, I mean, I'll definitely give it a shot when I go down there, maybe next year, which I'm trying to plan on doing hang out with you guys some but that's that's kind of how i look at it and see that it doesn't appeal to me is that it kind of i would yes mike i i would say that if you can get there early in the year at a rush of fear pass it's worth the price alone of that to see bill and ted really yeah especially because i I think so i think for yeah the rides are open it's 50 bucks 60 bucks i mean it's a good value, and you can kind of maybe try mm. out a house, but you can still go see Bill and Ted and Rocky Horror and whatever else they maybe a nighttime show next year. I, I think that's a good enough value to give it a shot. Okay, and even if you didn't, there. and even if you didn't go into a house, you still get can kind of go through the scare zones and kind of get that taste of it without even yeah. going to a house. Okay, I mean it, maybe it is something. Rush I'll of Fear is a great deal. Yeah. It's the best deal in theme parks. Yeah, what what is that, by the way? I, I keep hearing it, but I'm not sure what it is. It's it's towards the beginning of haunt season. I guess it's like the first couple weekends, first like, three weeks, and yeah, and it's you get like for an annual I, pass holder. It's about sixty bucks. Yeah, which is cheaper than a one night, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so it's basically a uh, kind of almost like a technical rehearsal slash. We know people are going to come here more during Halloween and not in the middle of. You know, the beginning September. of September. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Who knows why? I mean, maybe that was the deal before, but I, I'm amazed it's still out there. And if anybody's listening at Universal, don't please don't don't get rid of it. Just yeah. keep throwing us that bone. <laughs> keep letting it sneak through the cracks because it's a great thing. And it's a, it's a good thing for your fans. Yeah. Um, tonight. And I spend money with them there because the I, I didn't yeah. spend a lot to get there. I mean, I, I spend at least 25 bucks a night when I'm there, so – High roller, one percenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> D- Derek Bergen is the uh, Halloween one percenter. He's he gets the uh, yeah. The he stayed on site and, 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 and oh, express pass. And, mm-hmm. Although I have express pass so, for my second night. Ding the bell weekend. for Derek Bergen. Ding 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 <laughs> ding. I have express pass for for my second night next weekend because I had credit card points that paid for all of my Russian fear pass. So I got that for free. So I figured I'd buy express pass for one of my nights. Not bad. Nice. Is okay, that another um, bone they throw? 
annual pass holders is the uh, early entry for some of the houses they're doing this year. So yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm doing that on so, Friday. Yeah. It's great to be a universal annual pass holder, guys. Everybody, everybody go be annual pass holders. Yeah, there's really – if <laughs> especially if you're in Orlando, there's no reason not to be a universal annual pass holder. It's easily the best deal in town. Yeah. I paid – I paid uh, to to re up. I think I'm paying like 175 or 160 something bucks for a whole other year. That's about a t- one day two part ticket. I think it's or it's a two two day two part ticket. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. No, it is. Yeah. Me and Jennifer pay like forty dollars a month. We're on the little pay plan thing because we live within four hours of Orlando, so it's like forty dollars a month for me and her to have an annual pass. Yeah, mm. great deal. That makes total sense. I get that. Um, I, I saw some of the videos of Halloween Horror Nights uh, this year because I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to make it. My uh, big trip's going to be Disneyland right. in December. Um, so I, I watched some of the videos and uh, what um, have you guys seen? Any? I, I know I assume uh, Sean, you haven't seen anything yet to hold yourself. Uh, uh, I didn't want. I, uh, the only I've I've just seen some pictures of okay. uh, the wolves from American Werewolf because that's my most anticipated house. Okay, so, and mm-hmm. also if you haven't seen the movie. You guys or anyone listening, watch the movie. It's an awesome movie. Okay. Uh, and I think I saw like a um, media kind of thing that Universal sent out with just like a couple of quick clips of houses. Okay. So you would yeah. definitely say that uh, American Werewolf is your number one right now? Oh, yeah, definitely. That that or Cabin in the Woods, both are both are up there. It's, it's the consensus number one, I think. Yeah, from what I've seen, that's awesome. number one and number two from everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the it's, that's this year's Gothic, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only one I'm not interested in is Walking Dead. I just zombies yeah. are zombies, and I really pray to God we don't have Walking Dead at the event next year because it's just overdone. You know they will. It's gonna happen. <sighs> well, I, if it happens, I hope it's at least either a street, a scare zone. Not all the scare zones, or a house. I don't need both. Especially this year is just so much overkill with Walking Dead. Um, the no. coolest thing about the Walking Dead, I watched the walkthrough of the house. The coolest <laughs> thing about it was was the the little being able to see things from the TV show brought to life, and you know being able to walk through the governor's yeah. house, walk past you know the the prison cells and stuff. It's just that's the it didn't look scary by any means because you know the zombies just are zombies, but. It, it was neat to have those environments realized in an area where you can actually go right. through Right, and those. that's that's the thing. Like, I think that's why they do. I don't it. really care about using intellectual properties. I don't freak out about it like everybody else seems to do. Uh, um, but I just don't. I hate zombies. They're just so boring. <laughs> They've gotten way overused recently. Yeah, they they were pretty laughable last year. Outside of disaster, it was it was it was bad. And I've seen pictures this year of like the same people walking around gnawing on the plastic arms, and that's the worst. It's part just here. not. Why are they carrying around? It's just not convincing. It looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now I will say that tent they have set up with a projection in it of the zombie eating like intestines. That's and cool. Stuff. That's really cool. And yeah, they should have more atmospheric things like that. Last year they and didn't I, have stuff like that. Well, last year was the streets were were yeah a mess last year, which which is understandable because they had a lot of things to deal with last year. But yeah, no, yeah, I like that. I like the. Did you see like they drive the truck out and like open it up and mm-hmm. a bunch of zombies come out? I think that's cool. Yeah, that was neat. Um, like that, those things are cool. But, but just out. the zombies wandering around is just whatever. 
It exists. It happens. You and know? I don't know if it's they're walking slowly through the house in those in those videos, but that house seems super super long. That's it was what really long. I remember last year. Everybody said it's the long. It's like one of the longest houses they've ever done. It was really they must long. Must use every video. spare inch of that parade building. Yeah, that which happen. that's what I was. That's why I was so surprised about how, how I was hearing how long it was because the parade building, like House of Horrors, was a parade bo- building last year, and House of Horrors was awesome, but it wasn't a long house. Hmm. No, it's long. It's really long from the video. Like it was at least a 10, 15 minute walk through. So the, the only the only time I'm going through that is during um, annual pass previews on Friday, and then with my express pass on Sunday because I don't have any desire to wait in line for that house. No, it's understandable. Waiting in line could be another run through of American Werewolf in London. <laughs> nope, I get that totally. Um, I think it's uh, time that we should be closing up right about now. We're at the fifty. Do we want to say anything about Disney? Uh, we don't have to this time. <laughs> Uh, well, Starbucks is the Ryan largest. Kennedy just sent out a tweet asking if the college program is a good thing. And uh, as somebody who did it, I will say, yes, do it. Oh I was camping trap. And uh, <laughs> definitely, look, no matter what, you should go do that, especially if you've never been away from home. I went to college now away from my hometown. So it was a good way for me to get out of Louisiana for a bit. And it was a blast. And I was a big Disney fan at the time. I still am. Um, you can be fans of more than one thing. You meet a lot of people, you have a lot of fun, and you get exposed to a lot of different things, and it's just a nice break from school, and definitely do it. Yeah, I didn't... And Sean there, did it too. There are many things I regret in life. Go, doing the Disney College program is something I will never, ever regret. It was it was six of the best months of my life, and then I went seasonal, and I worked for another two and a half years. I mean, not straight through. I came back during breaks, and... You meet everybody's always friendly. Everybody's always, you know, you work your shifts and then you go out afterwards and hang out with people. It was it was always a great time. Nice. I mean, I never. And, uh, it's it's recruitment season right now, so everybody go to DisneyCollegeProgram.com and find your We're funneling, event. Funneling the slaves into Disney's coffers. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I never got to do Slave the Disney play. College Program. Um, I was interning and co-oping through engineering pretty much the whole time and moving around the country. So definitely not doing that college program is one of my biggest regrets I did. So uh, me too. Don't don't make the mistakes I've made. Learn from them. <laughs> young me too. One. I didn't do it during my undergrad, and whenever I went to my master's, I even considered doing it. But then I was student teaching and stuff like that, so it wasn't happening during my grad program. But yeah. I had a big regret not doing it. Definitely. But that is the one thing. Of your life. You will not make any money. Don't go in expecting <laughs> to make money. No, you won't. Don't. Your, all your money goes back to theme parks, so you don't. You work for beer money, right, Sean? Well, I mean, you yeah, you work for beer money. You work for <laughs> minuscule food, and you work to be able to hang out in the parks every day. Ramen, but at least you get him for free. Ramen and natty, pretty much, right? Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Okay, right, so definitely check that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you guys have any other closing remarks, Nick, Mike, Sean? No, no really. next week. Next week, I'll have me and Nick will have trip reports. Yep. Very nice. What, three have, more days. <laughs> yeah, he'll have not so scary. I'll have. Uh... No, I'm not doing not so scary now. So. Oh, you're not. Nope. No, not oh. so scary. We're just gonna be hanging at IOA and USF and. Good call. Eating at the kitchen on Sunday. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll we'll have uh, a a uh, on-site sit-down dining dining uh, review. 
and I'll have Halloween Horror Nights and food and wine. I'll have a food and wine review. There we go. For all the, uh, for all the Disney people who were left out of the show. The past, I don't know, <laughs> like two and a half hours of a recording, we'll have something finally for them. Yeah. Because that's the only new thing they do every year, food and wine. <laughs> okay. and even that most of the stuff is for is is reruns exactly <laughs> three booths i mean about four dishes but you know it's all good it's all the same for the new people it's for the once in a once in a lifetimers there you exactly. go yeah okay so uh guys um speaking for uh nick mike and sean uh this is joe and uh thank you for listening to us and uh we'll see you again next week astounding Time is fleeting, madness takes its toll, but listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Just a jump to the left. With your hands on your hips.